Welcome to Stage Door Sessions by Broadway Direct. In this podcast, we have in-depth conversations with Broadway's brightest, bringing you what's new, what's noteworthy, and what's coming next to a stage near you. Today, we have a special program for you, recorded live at BroadwayCon recently, and devoted to one of Broadway's true legends, Bob Fosse. I need to start with a confession here. Many years ago, I performed in amateur musicals in high school and college and community theater, and I was what you call a singer who moved, which basically means I was not a dancer. But I was always in awe of dancers, of their incredible mix of artistry and athleticism. And that fascination eventually extended to choreographers, none more so than Bob Fosse, whose life always seemed to loom as large as his art. And that was especially true after I managed to sneak a look at all that jazz while I was a kid. Over the COVID shutdown, I wrote a book about the Broadway musical Pippin, and I got an opportunity to speak at length with some of these amazing people and to other dancers and choreographers who had worked with Bob Fosse. And as I did and did my own research, I grew even more fascinated by the story of this kid from Chicago who had asthma but was an athlete and a top student, and on top of that had this sort of secret life where he danced in burlesque clubs at night. And then he grew up and went to Hollywood and to Broadway, of course, where I think it's safe to say that he became as iconic as any choreographer before or since, not to mention a top director of everything from stage musicals to dramatic films. For this panel, I was very lucky to be joined by a group of other extraordinary artists who could talk about Bob Fosse and his legacy from much more informed perspectives. This year would have marked Fosse's 95th birthday, and as I'm sure many of you know, a Broadway-bound production of his 1978 musical Danson had its world premiere at San Diego's Old Globe Theater recently to rave reviews. Uh, for this panel, we had Wayne Salento, who was also a veteran performer and choreographer himself, and danced in the original production and several of the amazing young dancers in his company, along with two other dancers who worked with Fosse in their very tender years and have helped to keep his legacy alive ever since. Valerie Pettiford and Dana Moore are stage and screen veterans and founding reconstructors, as uh, it's called, at the Verdant Fosse Legacy, where they're entrusted to teach Fosse's repertoire, technique, style, vocabulary, and work ethic. That last one was very important, I've gathered. Valerie was dance captain for Mr. Fosse's last Broadway production of a new musical, 1986's Big Deal, and she later earned a Tony nomination for her performance in the original cast of the tribute Fosse, and her many other projects include FX's limited series Fosse Verdon, the American Dance Machine for the 21st Century, and the Linda Mathis Institute for Performing Arts in Amsterdam. It was also Val's birthday when we did this panel, so we felt especially privileged to have her on board. Dana worked with Mr. Fosse both in the original production of Danson and in his 1986 revival of Sweet Charity, and she also appeared in Fosse as well as in the long-running Broadway revival of Chicago. Like Val, Dana helped reconstruct his choreography for Fosse Verdon, and her other recent projects include the career transition for Dancer's annual Jubilee Gala. Wayne performed in the original cast of both Danson and Big Deal. The latter show premiered shortly after he choreographed and helped conceive Jerry's Girls, a tribute to another Broadway legend, Jerry Herman. 
He has since choreographed a range of successful revivals and originals, including a 2005 staging of Sweet Charity, a 1995 production of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, a show that Bossy worked on in its original production, as well as The Who's Tommy, Wicked, Aida, and Dream, which Wayne also directed. And Wayne choreographed the two-pack tribute, Holler If You Hear Me. The three members of Wayne's dancing cast who joined us for the panel already have impressive stage and screen credits as well. Manuel Herrera appeared in the original Broadway cast of Wicked and Legally Blonde, as well as revivals of Sweet Charity, The Music Man, and West Side Story. Corey Petno was featured in the original Broadway casts of Aladdin and Moulin Rouge, and her regional and tour credits include The Color Purple, In the Heights, and Roman Holiday. And Ashley Blair Fitzgerald won a Cheetah Rivera Award after performing in the Cher show. And she's also been seen on Broadway in Gigi and the 2014 revival of On the Town. And she won a Helen Hayes nomination, Touring and Twyla Tharps Come Fly Away. I could say so much more about all of these artists, but why don't we just get into the program? I hope you will enjoy it as much as I did. Everybody, welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. being here. Thank you. I want to start by discussing Bob Fosse's style because I think it's kind of easy to oversimplify it. You know, people think of jazz hands and hip bumps and hats, but there was so much more to it than that, obviously. And when I was doing interviews for the book, I interviewed Bibi Newworth, who also worked with him um, later in his life, early in her career, and has since done some of his shows. And I want to read a quote from her that I think is really evocative, and maybe you can embellish it or you know, tell me what your feelings are. She said of Bob Fosse style, it's not about putting on some fishnet tights and bumping your hips around and being as sexy as you can. It can be very internal and quite profound. There's humor and there's eccentricity and there's irony. Irony not just intellectually, but physically. Part of you is down and part of you is up. There is dark and light at all times and many, many shades in between. Anybody want to expand on that? I'm not taking that on. That's pretty much it. <laughs> it's a mystery. That's it what is. it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it's much it goes far deeper than just steps. Totally. Uh, so each show, uh, there's always an intent. It really defines who you are and your character when you when you go in, in those layers. Yeah. And so, yeah, yes, you have to have strong technique to do Boston's choreography, bar so, none. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's all turned in and, uh, you know, slouch. And, uh, 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 uh. You have to have really strong, not only strong technique to execute the steps, but to survive, right, right. Yeah. to do those yes. shows right. eight times a week at that at that level. But what makes Fosse's choreography so brilliant is the intent behind it. Yep. So you might see that, you know, teacup hand, but good God, what is that teacup hand saying that's in that particular exactly. moment, in that particular show? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what makes the difference. That's the specificity. Of, of his work, that's the key. It's that not only that step, that high extension or whatever, it's what 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 are you saying? What what story does Bob want uh, to tell and what the audience wants to, uh, what he wants the audience to see and, and gather from it. The interesting thing that I found in my, all the research that I was doing for dancing, and it's a hard, it's a hard, monster to take on to try to make it come back alive after 45 years yeah. and there was so much 
going on at the time for him because it was his outlet to do anything he wanted. And he did it as a dance concert piece. So there was three acts and it was all presentational, but it was more like a dance concert. So it wasn't anything, no, there was no story. It was the beginning, the middle and the end. Blackout, new thing, new style, new color. I mean, it wasn't black, it was colorful. Mm -hmm. He yeah. did anything he wanted musically, um, choreographically, and it was the interesting part of it was, and this is what I've been trying to sort out my brain. Obviously, he loved really good talent and dancers yeah. and dancers that were fully well-rounded in everything. And then I think if you put that into perspective, because when you look at the 16 of us in the original company, we were from all different places, all different training, all mm -hmm. different everything. Yep. So we weren't Fosse dancers, we were just dancers. Yes. Incredible dancers. Yep. So, and I also think his approach with, and I get, I, I really tip my hat to you guys trying to recreate in the environment that you're recreating because you're recreating it in a studio. Yeah. And that's really hard. Mm -hmm. Me, is it's hard also to recreate the show, but it's also all that subtext and all that internal meaning and emotion and motivation and what's mm -hmm. the secret and what are you saying? And yes, it's this, but what are you saying? Yeah. So yes. that makes yeah. you stand out because that other person's saying something else. Yeah. And then your eye goes and catches the people that are totally into yes, the moment. Exactly. Yep. So how do you do that in a studio? Because you're teaching steps. Yep. And you know, you know, it's more than the steps because it was about his posture. He was he was hunched over a little bit. He had a little bit of a turn in instead of a turnout. So that kind of did the whole thing for that. He was balding. He wore hats. He wore his head down. He was shy. All of that like kind of contributed to stylistically who the man became. Of course, it got over-exaggerated in other moments when he wanted to get really into like in Pippin, that commercial where it's so kind of specific yeah. and it's, you know, the intensity of what that is. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the other stuff is that it's, it was what you brought to the table yeah. that intrigued him. And I don't know what I did, but he was very kind to me. You know, he just gave me opportunities, kept throwing stuff my way. I wasn't a flossy dancer, but I was able to look at him study him and do my job as well as I could as a dancer, because I just, I'm sure all of us could say, we love to dance. Mm -hmm. And he, when he knows that, he loves you. Yeah. And he yep. just follows that train. Yeah. So it's, it, was, it was really interesting to go back and research yeah. who he was as a dancer, looking at those old movies. He had the intensity of keeping it still intense and really specific and you never know what's in your head. And then the explosion out of nowhere. It was like he pulled it back and then he exploded and yanked it back down again. Yeah. And that was his dynamic. That was mm -hmm. his thing. Yeah. Okay, someone else talk. One thing that you actually just now um, kind of touched on that I wanted to also add to is that the stillness. And that he wasn't afraid of stillness. Yeah. He, in fact, that was all part of the life of it. And you might be there for 
like I just remember being uh, rehearsing with Gwen uh, for Spender for Sweet Charity, and there was a lot of stillness mm -hmm. in it. But she talked about how you know you're not just waiting for a bus, of course. Right. You're you're the you're there, and yeah. you are there's a, a, a like a Panther-like quality to that right. kind of still, but you got something really going on. And uh -huh. she talked about exactly. a blender that was, you know, full, this solid casing, but it was, you had it packed full with all the, your goodies for that shake and, and putting the uh, lid on tight mm -hmm. and then pushing it at the <laughs> highest. Exactly. And that's what it was, that, that life of it. You could be still for, you know, 20 counts of eight if the life was there. Yeah. And not that he did 20 counts of eight ever, well, I don't think. Well, it felt like 20 counts of eight. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. It felt yeah. like a three-act play. Because, yeah. it, exactly. And yeah. so that, and not only in the stillness, but that is what fueled the moves. I mean, you had to yeah. really work. I mean, we worked our butts off mm -hmm. doing it over and over and refining his style. He needed it to be what it what was his style so it, you know you could you couldn't just you know work at it you had to feel lose, it get in feel it. it and do it and do it and do it and do it and he would say okay again you know 500 times later um you you think you couldn't possibly do it again and then you know he says one little thing to tweak it or for you to think about or for you to move slightly differently um, and you do it again that 501 <laughs> first time 501 for how are that said um, <laughs> but, but you would do it and sure enough it maybe it took only 20 times but whatever it was you 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 finally clicked you, in you clicked in yeah and then and that just that repetition and repetition. So you could go on the stage and you already had it. You already owned it. And all the things like lights and costumes that are not like that are falling off of you or your shoes are wrong or your, your wig, or there's a freaking audience out there. And all of those things that make you, um, kind of lose your cool. You don't, you've got that. You, you, go on and all of those things, whatever happens, you still have practiced and lived and you have that little egg in your basket of, I can do this and I can do it just the way it's supposed to be done. Mm -hmm. And it's an amazing feeling, an amazing feeling, wonderful, magical like feeling. And that's, um, that's working with Bob. That was for me, anyway, and I, I, I also you, feel did like you he find was, that he was specific in his movement or specific in the intention? Both. See, I find I well. See, it's all. Every one yeah, of us have different so experiences true. because yeah. my experience with Bob Fosse could be different from yours, if yours or mm -hmm. Valerie's. Mm -hmm. And I felt like he never pulled me apart, but that that could have been because I was so keyed into him yeah, exactly. that I was pulling myself apart. But I never felt like it was your shoulder is a little bit too high. You have to drop your shoulder. No. You have to focus over there. You have to pick up your head. You have to do it. It wasn't that. No. And maybe it's for that for some people when he can't get the intention out of it. Yeah. But if you're like 
tuned into what he's trying to do or think exactly. what what he's trying to do, yeah. then you're kind of almost home free. Never home. No. But uh, yeah, you're on your way. Yeah. Right. You know and I mean? also, yeah. I feel like, well, inter- from, like for, it's just so true. It's so true because when I came into the first National Tour of Dancing, it was Catherine Doby, oh, forget it. Chris well, Chapman, got, you- and Gwen Verdon that put us in the show. Yeah. Well, you got and apart. so, and that, and that goes into <laughs> yeah. what Dana says about repetition, repetition. I thank God I learned Fosse from Catherine, right? Because it just set me up for right. when Bob came in the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you were already there, halfway. There. Then you're yeah. right, yeah. and then we already yeah. see. Now I know I've worked with you, I've danced with you, right. I've seen you, yeah. and so it was. And then you being in within the original cast of dancing, yeah. uh, and what that's what Bob loved. Once again, he chose people. Uh, that that he that love dance as mm-hmm. much as he does, and that fit what he his criteria right. for that show. And you w- exactly. was always that in like mm-hmm. every show. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what I mean? And so and so so yes, those dancers got got it. But the when when I did big deal and I became his dance captain. I saw another side yes. of him. And so each dancer had to be tweaked a different way. Mm-hmm. What worked for uh, Wayne might Didn't not have work worked for Dana. Dana. Yeah. Might yeah. Not, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And so, That's you know, exactly. like uh, with yeah. Ruth Anthony, Anthony Davis, Poor he Bruce. kept oh digging, God. Oh but God. good God, yeah. by the time we hit opening night, he was flying. Ruth Anthony was flawless. Bruce was the guy that danced with me and beat me daddy. Yeah, and, and so. Bob tortured him. Yeah. Tortured yeah, <laughs> but it, but for whatever reason, yeah. uh, but good God, opening night, Gorgeous. he was flawless. Yeah, 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 it was he great. was flawless. Yeah. And so to watch, and so that I, for me, that's a sign of a great director. Yeah, yes. to yeah. know what's not going to work for Corey, what work for Ed, you know, and yeah. fa- blah, blah blah, and to get the what he wants is the best thing yeah. out of you yeah. for the show. It's about the show. Yeah, exactly. It's never yeah. about, oh my God, I got stories, I got stories, I got <laughs> <Yeah>. stories. <laughs> and really, because and he was yeah. speaking to that too, I think, because you know, my introduction to Fosse was the Verdon Fosse estate yeah. um, with y'all and taking class and, and breaking down each Everything, individual yeah. step. And I really appreciate that because what it allowed for me to do in now this part of my career in doing dancing and and working on his material now is that I feel like I have access to myself in a way that yeah. is so much You're more free. expansive yep. than it was yep. when I first was yep. introduced to his movement. Yep. And I feel that his his style is just so iconic in that way because once you understand the intention, yeah. you can literally fly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the That's it's exactly the best, it. it's the best feeling. Ugh. But but I do think that because of my introduction to it, I couldn't access that. Right. Until I understood, like, this is why he's doing this step. Yeah. And you have to understand why in order to really make it come through and to, to tell the story accurately. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Is it, yeah, I mean, it was interesting because, you know, work with, for me, working with Bob, going to a show that was already set up, you're that's dancing, hard. right? Yeah, so that was one Bob. And then, and then working with Bob in a brand new show. Right. And him coming up with ideas. I mean, he was so insecure. Yeah. I remember doing because I was part of a skeleton crew and he came in and was like, oh, God, I got to do better. I just saw song and dance and uh-huh. I got to do better. And we're looking at him. It's like, you're Bob Fosse. What do you mean you got to do better? What do you mean you got? I mean, you know what I mean? That's and he so just, ah, that, you know, really? another moon child, Bob, you know, June 22nd. So uh, very yeah. Cancerian trait. We just 
feel that we're the worst. Um, so I get it. I totally get it. But but yeah. So yeah. what I felt, what I found out when I, after doing dance, and then I started choreographing, and I was pretty much into it for like eight years. And then Bob calls me up and says, "I'm doing a new show. Would you want to do it?" And it's a big deal. I said, "Of course." So I was the size of this table. So I was like, okay, I'll get in shape. I'll do this. But the thing that I like, because I was so tired and beat up because I was doing the act and dancing at the same time, it made me pull back and focus because I had no energy left. So I needed to really focus and watch everything that he did. So when I got up on the floor, I was on my gig and then I could sit back and then watch again. Yeah. There was no talking for me. I talked to no one, no mm-hmm. socializing. And I'm, I'm a jerk off when I'm in, in uh, I'm the first one to make people laugh and big mouth and not me, quiet. So, but I don't know if you feel this way, but when we got into Big Deal and being away from him for eight years and then him doing his movie edits and the way he choreographs yeah. and takes shots and put the things together. Like I think Sweet Charity, the the Frug is so brilliantly yes. edited. It's a, yeah. I mean, you can't do that, yeah. you know, like on stage. I mean, you can, but you can't. Right. But I felt like his film experience and the way he crafted Big Deal was the music was integrated with the choreography. The choreography was integrated with the scene work. Everything blended and flowed like a film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was crossfading. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. never stopped. And I thought, wow, this is so different. And he was using Bruce and I as the transitions because right. we were the yeah, narrators. And we would dance in our asses off up on the platforms, mm-hmm. down the steps, and something was moving in. And then we would go into the scene. We'd like toss a hat and go away and then come back. It was a movie. No, it was a yeah. big deal was way ahead of its time. That's why that's why it didn't succeed because people didn't know. Yeah. People yeah. were like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to look here, I'm supposed to look there, I'm supposed yeah. to look. No, we no. have people, you know what I mean? It was nowadays it's like, oh, oh yeah. the norm. Right. But yes. doing what he did, what Fosse did back then in 1986. That's right. They didn't they didn't know what to and it was and they, they complained about it was too dark, and blah, 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 and all the whole do thing. Do another dancing too, don't do this, you right. don't want the right. book. But it was that show was set up like a movie. It yeah. was totally so totally. this so reminds me of a conversation that we could all have about uh, Chicago. Again, ahead of its time in totally. 1975. Yes. I didn't know yeah. what to do with that. Um, just this the, whole the that- original The original Chicago and his Chicago. No, the original. The original. I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. And and it didn't do as yeah. well as it, it should have, but it, when it came back as the revival, then now all of a sudden it's like the biggest set. You know, well, I mean, I, you know, I talked to Nicole about this and I don't know if you guys have ever had his daughter, Nicole Fossey. Yes. yes. Nicole yes. Fossey. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We're That's having okay. our conversation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just realized we that we're on a panel. Right, right. <laughs> oh my God. And you know, it's really forgot. interesting because I feel like Chicago is brilliant. I have to say she did a great job, mm-hmm. but I, she was Anne Ranking. I'm Wayne Salento. You're Valerie Pettifor. Yeah. You're Dana Moore. Mm-hmm. We all dance differently. Yeah. And we could all teach the same material, Mm -hmm. but it's going to come out different Mm -hmm. through our bodies. And it's not to say who's right or who's wrong, because I I think you're right. You have to get the intention there. You have to direct it. You've got to make it all clear. But 
it's going to be different. So Annie did that show and it was very successful, but Dan- Annie did it and she said it in the style of Bob Fosse, yeah. which became Bob Fosse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big problem. And I said that yeah. to yeah. Nicole. I said, you know that Chicago is a big problem for us because now when we go back, when we go back to doing dancing with the freedom of dancers dancing, yes. the way Bob Fosse dances, they're going to go, well, wait, where's the wedge? Why aren't they perfectly doing the same moves together? How come they don't have derbies on? How come they're yes. not in black lingerie? Why? Why? Where? Where is the slickness? Well, he didn't do that then. No, no, he didn't. So we're fighting against himself in a way because <laughs> yeah. that was part of him. Yes. But then when you look at the alley dance, or if you look at the snake oh dance, yeah. and you watch Bob Fosse dance, you go, oh my God, yeah. Yeah. this stuff is unbelievably yeah. br- brilliant. He was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Vast. And even the stuff that he did with Gwen, like Mexican Breakfast, like yeah. that's so colorful and fun and the comedy. And that, comedy. That's the thing I really and, love. And just like let go. Yes, and just, right. yes. Like it's right. so much humor in his movement. And I think Chicago is, you know, it's just like you said, it's, it really is just one facet of right. a very multifaceted human right. in so many different ways. But in 1975, it was not. It, it was. was. Right. It was. They had half man, half women. Yes. Right? And How and, far ahead is he? Yeah. And and just the idea that um, murderers are being celebrated. Yeah. You know, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. I mean, that didn't happen in <laughs> yes. 1975. Yeah, well, yeah. But now, celebrities. There you go, murderers. You know, yeah. Become. Yeah. 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 Totally. Huh. And so people right. didn't think that cynicism, yeah. that kind of irony, and and yeah, just that that sense of cynicism was not. It was not popular. It wasn't. It just wasn't in the fabric of. But um, he was pushing the buttons. Yes. of course, like he always does. Yeah, like so by the time does. it was revived, right, right, you know, it, it was like, the, oh, yeah. of course, yeah, you know, yeah. What well, yeah. so. One thing, oh, no, not at all, not at all. I I should just let you talk. I mean, you're all saying (laughs) such interesting things, and I have like a million follow-up questions in my head. But one thing I definitely wanted to mention that rings true with what a lot of you were saying is that he saw dancers as actors, as um, as storytellers. Um, I mean, you know, someone like Jerome Robbins was famous for that, but because of Fosse's you know, because there were elements of his style that were kind of uh, easy to um, exaggerate mm-hmm. or oversimplify, yeah. maybe he didn't get enough credit for that. And he also, something else I got from talking to dancers was that he, uh, while his, they preferred the term sensual to sexual, yes. that he was never vulgar, mm. that, um, you know, he he um, preferred. It might have been a, yeah. what might be a you know, a vulgar environment or something, but his work and the characters mm-hmm. had way more colors than, and the movement. The movement was never vulgar. Right. We were never asked right. to be. Yep. No. It just right. wasn't that. And that, wasn't. And that discretion was important vulgar, too. But it was never vulgar. Right. Never vulgar. Right. Exactly. Right. Never the approach vulgar. was there. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't like I'm like going to take my clothes off and, and come over there and get you. Yeah. You kind of like, kind of like eased your way over and you yeah. go, oh, shit. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, something's and, happening here. And, and the importance of, of discretion uh, and discipline as you're, you know, pulling back yes, and then yes. letting out and, and making uh, the way someone described it to me was it wasn't look at me. The dancers weren't to say, supposed to say look at me. They were supposed to have the audience come to them well, to draw the audience Well, that's the whole in. thing about performance. Right. I don't think he ever told us to perform. No. Out. no. It was always internal or yes. something that was going on on the stage or something, but it was never presentational. Mm -hmm. No. Right. And that's Even, hard. That's I a contradiction mean, in, dan in dancing right, because that we're facing out. Yes. So you can I mean, take that to a whole other place. Like dancing man. Yeah. Where... You know, the curtain opens if and you, we're all there. Yeah, but if you're praying... Exactly. Uh, so right. yeah, you gotta so you're not... We're yeah. not selling you gotta it. got to pass that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are living it. It's totally... That's totally it. Yeah. yeah. It was... It was oh. And he really got it. He got yeah. when people were mysterious and were thinking maybe something completely different. But yeah. I think it intrigued him to go, what is she thinking about right now? Yeah. And it could be in anything. Yeah. But... You got his attention. Yeah. Yeah. And he would get this grin yeah. on his face when you were doing right. Yep. When you, when he saw That's his he vision uh -huh. come into play. Oh my God. He had he would get this look on his face and this grin. And you you would see the grin and you would just light up because you knew you were doing you what it. he you wanted. Yep. Right. That yep. you got it, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. It yeah. was uh That's the best. Or the, when you're doing your thing and he and you pick your head up and he's staring at you. Yes, yes. He's staring at right. you. Go, oh, Cigarette shit. hanging out of his mouth. It's either good or bad. Yeah. But, it's yeah, but it's that. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. It was just, it was, yeah, because you were working. I've never worked so hard in my life. Uh, exactly. Yes. I've <laughs> never worked so hard. It was like 24 7. We would come out of that rehearsal dragging. Oh, God. I mean, God. it was like you would pray that you would be able to get up the next day and dance, and you would do it all over again. Yeah. And you would do it all over again and do it all over again because by the time you hit that stage, you, you were so prepared. Mm -hmm. And like Dana said, you know, when things go wrong, that costume piece falls. That set piece does not move. Remember big deal? Right, set piece doesn't move. You still got to work around. You still got to give the wonderful paying audience a full, fabulous show. Yeah. But you were so ready because he prepared you for that. Yeah, yeah. And his assistants and stuff prepared yeah. you for that. So, yeah. 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 And is it true that he also encouraged improvisation to an extent, even though he had, mm, of course, the final I say? Know about that. Someone told me that. Uh, there's, no, there's no improvisation. <laughs> really? <laughs> Only improvisation. Right, I'll, I'll tell you a story. Okay. I'll tell you a okay. really quick story. Okay. I don't want to be self-indulgent, but he said to me, Wayne, I need you to get up that ramp and get over to the other side. He said, but I have no time. Just do it. I said, okay. So, of course, I'm doing it within Bob Fossey within an inch of his life, and I'm being mysterious, and I'm crawling and stuff, and I get up to the top. <laughs> going, yes, I did this. And he comes up, up to me and he goes, that was brilliant. You can never do that again. <laughs> because I can't watch anything else that's going on right. on the stage. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You told me to do it. I did it. <laughs> I did it like you. I wasn't doing me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, improv, I'm sorry. The you only can say no, no, no. The yeah. only improv that I remember is when we were giving, when I helped him give auditions, or when we were auditioning, he would ah, say, he would true. say, go. 
you know, what, what else you got? So yeah. after you've gone through the, the, the tea for two, two <laughs> then the combination of whatever the show was, and then you sang, and if you were reading for a role, then you would read, then he says, okay, what else you got? And so whoever, you know, could maybe play, play the piano or guitar, tricks. Yeah. Uh, tricks. Um, I know I was a jumper, so I did a whole jumping combination <laughs> people were who could ever twirl yeah, yeah, and spin yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah. that was the only improv yeah yeah, yeah. And then than i remember that, no improv did, no i don't one, remember no improv i, I guess no maybe during during rehearsal uh, someone I, I think the exact or, or close to the exact words were he would say do your best today because tomorrow it's mine you know show me what you got today oh. to kind of <laughs> Maybe not. Oh. <laughs> oh, well. I think that was a trick to kind of like make you feel like you're free, but you still never want to. Yeah, you know. I remember, I just know that it's interesting. Bob, Bob and Michael Bennett, Bob did every single step was mm. out of his body. Michael Bennett had five dancers that he threw in a room and said, come up with stuff. <laughs> really? And, oh, oh, I didn't wow. know that. I was one of them. And then he would edit us. Uh-huh. And then get a combination and go, I don't know, fix that. Do something else over there. Go out of the room, come back, do that. Okay. Okay. Teach it to the company. Wow. Yeah. That was, that was Michael. Bob, mm -mm. Kathy Doby, go over to Bob and say, Bob, we should do. Chris Chapman, go over to Bob and say, Bob, maybe we should. <laughs> they sat like this. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yes, exactly. Right? Yes. And then they would get up on the floor and they would go, your hand's not right. Maybe you got to snow. Mm -hmm. Maybe you got to lean over there. Could you pick up your hand a little bit more? Just yeah. a little bit more. You know, they would try to do stuff yeah. like that. Move over a little bit because you're not in the right spot. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But if they, they, he would kill them. Yeah. Right? Well, given that, how do you approach Danson bringing his material to, and, and I want to hear from the dancers in the yeah. company as well. You know, it's, it's so difficult because what I try to do, and I kind of said this at the end when we closed in San Diego, Annie was Annie, I'm me, she's Valerie, she's Dana. I held myself back from getting up on the floor, which I think I did a disservice for the company because it's just like, I'm going to dance it and it's going to be not necessarily perfectly Bob, but it's going to be definitely rooted in what Bob did. Yeah. But I didn't want to like drill them on that level because I wanted them to come out in themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I, we taught the, we taught the steps and the material. And of course we had to get spit, really specific in Dancing Man at one point. We we let it go, we let it go, and then it was like, okay, we gotta fix this. <laughs> so, I mean, you get to the point where it's just not lining up. So we have to be really specific. And they and they appreciated it. Mm -hmm. When we finally got to the place where your arm, this arm is too high, get it over here, get your angles on the show. I mean, you you actually have to do that sometimes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like I had to do a little bit of that in Sing, 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 because that vocabulary goes down the tubes as the attack of the contraction and the that little hook thing. Yeah. And you when your body stays up and you're kind of like doing this and you're doing this and your body is completely erect, it's not it's not it's the number. Yeah. So that that try to do that. But so I don't know, I got into a crack about not overdoing it, not over breaking it down, not over analyzing every single thing because I was giving them 
I wanted them to make his work come alive again. Mm -hmm. I wanted this to be a new 16 incredible dancers that are doing his work, and they did, and just bring it up to a level where his work could be timeless. Mm -hmm. yeah, come on, let's face it. Some of the stuff in crunchy granola and stuff is it's repetitious. Yeah. There's, you know, it, it goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. And it's just about them pulling it off with the energy and the th enthusiasm and just loving to fly across mm -hmm. that floor. Right. That's going to make it come up to this level where you go, oh, my God, mm -hmm. this looks incredible. And fixing the music a little bit, but not over fixing the music. It was hard. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. a hard thing. Yeah. It's a fine thing. line. It's a fine line. It's a, fi it's yeah. a fine line. Yeah. But I, I'm just I'm just all uh, of the school with Bob, especially because when you were asking about what reconstructors do. Yes. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, we actually, you know, have, have given the the, uh, the honor and the privilege of, of reconstructing full numbers. Now, a lot of this stuff is not on tape. A lot of this right. stuff is, uh, you know, uh, you have to go through notes and stuff like that. Or they're different. Like there are different versions because Bob put it differently on different people. And different dancers. You know, Donna McKetney didn't do what Gwen did That's in charity right. and stuff, That's and rightfully right. so. That's right. You have to bring out each person's strength. That's right. But I always believe um, that, you know, uh, with, uh, you know, doing the, the repetition, 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 getting it into the body and stuff like that first, so you can be free. Yes. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Know right. where the yes. root is. Right. Get it down to a science, and then you can you can let go because you, you know what I mean, right? Uh, but yeah, so it's an, it's, it, it's really yeah, it's, it's, yeah. You just you just yeah. you have to right walk that that fine yeah. line. I mean, and well, but as far as reconstructing is yeah. that's what I was getting back to. So imagine taking a number like Dancing Man and putting that number up and uh, on another a company or like when I did in Amsterdam, and that's what we do. We literally look at tapes every inch, every step. What did the ones Gwen do? What did Cheetah do? What did blah, 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 and try to go back to what his original intent was mm -hmm. and then put it on a company, a group of people, Dan, our beautiful Corey and our beautiful Ashley. I did not have the beautiful Manny in my class, <laughs> uh, Dana and I. But and then in a class form, or taking it to like a LaGuardia school, Lloyd Colbert would take uh, uh, Sing 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 and put it up. And so that's what we did, and that's what the original intent of the legacy was to to try to get the choreography back to. It's original intent. And like Wayne said, nothing is right or wrong. This new version, that version, your version of dancing was different from my version of yeah. dancing. You the one who you know, originated yeah. it. Yeah. But getting it back to what was Bob's original intent? What was Bob's real meaning? Uh, uh, not real meaning, but was the hand that way, that way? And we painstakingly yeah. went back. And what I do say It's so is, true. If it ain't broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. Yes. Bob's choreography don't need any help. Yep. No. Yep. Exactly. Huh. When right. you go back to that original tent, when we went looked at the, some of the original footage of Chicago, good God. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. You know, you don't need to fix anything. You don't need to yeah. add another head roll, a head bop. Cassie, stop well. bopping your head. You don't need any of that. <laughs> you don't need any of that. Yeah. But also getting back to what you said, I mean, it, all the all the choreography is exactly 
what Bob Fosse did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is no improvisation. Nice. There's no flexibility. Nice. There's nothing. Yeah. There's, the numbers are the numbers. Mm -hmm. Did I stage some of the stuff a little bit differently? Like, you know, the section in Sing, 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 when the six people come out in there, it's like two, two, and clarinet. two. Yes. And they're doing the clarinet. Bah, da, 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 what is it? Clarinet. Clarinet. I just felt that if I turned them in, I tried this. You turn the man and the woman into each other. Mm -hmm. When you're doing this, one's going this way, it's one's going that way, and it goes like yeah, this. They all it's line up, and it all comes back together. Oh, sure, you're right. But it feels okay. like they're on a dance floor mm. as opposed to presentational. Yes. Right. And, and that's it's just you, and it's exactly his choreography. So, you know. Yeah. And I feel like it's hard to do like. His format was dance concert format, so everything right. was lined up. Boop, 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 yep. boop, boop, boom, mm -hmm. go. Next person. You know what I mean? It's yeah. difficult to make yeah. it come alive in a different way environment right. kind of a mm -hmm. thing. So I've tweaked some but things like still, that. But it's just, still his work. Yeah, it's and, just, it, and you can't believe the difference. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I, can't wait. I can't wait. Well, uh, Corey and Ashley and Manny, tell hey, me a little bit about how. No, no, no. This is. I, I just want to hear. Sure. Go right ahead. One thing, and it reminds me of what we're, we are talking about is doing dancing or doing sweet charity. There was always, you could always tell if uh, Mr. Fossey was in the house. <laughs> um, you know, you, there was always like someone caught a glimpse of him behind um, standing room in the theaters and he was pacing <laughs> and um, and you knew you're going to have a rehearsal the next day <laughs> and sure enough a rehearsal was called the next day to take out all of the improvements uh -huh. of his choreography <laughs> there you go yeah. there you go yeah. that's the truth yeah. well, that seems like a good segue into asking the three of you what um, what particular what did his work mean to you before you know as you were becoming dancers and and what particular challenges or thrills uh, have you gotten from working on this material I'll go. You go. <laughs> I, so I started working on Bob's material when I was 13 mm. um, with Gwen and Anne. And I'll, That's it, Gwen Verdon and Anne Rankin. Gwen Verdon and Anne Rankin. <laughs> Whose names, do, last names are not necessary. Gwen and Anne. And I will say that I had that experience from 13 to 18 and then I did Fosse a tour of it. And then a couple years later, I met Valerie and Dana and Lloyd and got to experience it as a, like a professional performer, right? So I was a student the first time I experienced it. Then I was a professional performer, quotation marks around that. <laughs> um, and then there's that 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 got me like it's always about going back to the work and i think that i've never actually really made that much money off of fossey it's never been like a job it's always been a, a safe place for me to find who i am as a performer in that time of my life and it's always helped me come out the other side smarter stronger and a different performer. And now I'm doing this dancing and 
it's I've I've now had two children. I'm an adult again. Quotation marks around that, <laughs> and I am approaching it very differently than I did from when I was 13. And I but but I still take those stories with me. I still take the story of walking in to to Gwen Verdon's class and not really knowing what I was supposed to be doing because I was a little bit late. And we were doing um, Cool Hand Luke and she just pointed at me to come in and do it. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't know it, but okay, in my head. And then I, I went to do the first port de bras and I had my knee turned in. Stop, 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 stop. This is not Vegas. And I was like, okay. She goes, that knee is turned out. And, and I was like, okay. She goes, go back and learn in the corner. And I was like, I will gladly go back in the corner and learn. <laughs> and that was my, my first experience with that. And God, that woman could dance at 73, 75. Yeah. I don't know how old she was, but geez, Louise. She just, and it, and like you said, like just sitting and watching and taking in and experiencing and intellectually, internally, and and then coming out, like, there's steps that I have, like, with big noise. You stood up in the audition. I'm talking to, we're on podcast, so I'm talking to Wayne. You stood up in the audition, <laughs> and he did this hip thing. And I was like, oh, my God, so many questions were just answered in that one movement. Yes. Like, everybody has a different experience with it. And I'm, I, I have been blessed with literally meeting everybody but the man yeah. like yeah. it's the one thing that yeah. I'll never maybe maybe one day I'll meet him you know and 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 that'll be great and I'll get to learn so much more then but for now it's just been a never-ending place of learning and growing and like finding who I am as a performer in that time yeah. and I I'm yeah. I am so thankful for each and every one of you yeah. And yeah. having that experience. So it's layers. It's yeah. just, it's, and it's, it's never ending. And the yeah. layers keep coming. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Manny? What about you, Manny? Uh, hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a I have a very interesting um, firstly, I mean, I, I come from like a homegrown studio. My grandfather was a tap dancer. Um, my grandmother was a ballet uh, dancer. My mom was jazz and tap. And um, my uncle kind of did a lot of the, the business end of it. So like I come from a homegrown studio. And the one thing I remember growing up for me was getting as much diversity and versatility in my body as possible. Like exactly. so much so that like exactly. we did Cicchetti, we did Giordano, we did Luigi. Yeah. I also did Irish step dancing. And then I came to New York at 14 to go to School of American Ballet. And so that I had an arsenal of stuff. And I always remember with Fosse, I hadn't, I didn't have the right information. Like I didn't have the right relationship because right, right. I saw it in a way where it, the movement all, and as a male dancer, I was always pushed, be more like a man, stop dancing like a girl, be more, and that was just my upbringing, not everyone's. Mm -hmm. um, and so I hadn't, I didn't understand Fosse very well at the time when I first saw it, because I was like, oh, it's a very kind of feminine way of moving. I don't feel comfortable doing that because that's my background. But then it was interesting when I finally got to see his work on him. You know, mm. when I saw him do the alley dance, when I saw him do uh, the snake dance, I realized that that was those dancers approach or their their way, they, the way they move, yeah. just the way they move yeah. naturally. Yeah. And I finally realized that I could do it in my body. Yeah. And that's really what Fosse, it, I didn't work with him. I think he's well beyond. I mean, 
I don't know if I've ever seen a choreographer that understood text and story and understanding that it doesn't go outside of it. When I'm in a, when, when I'm in a musical, this is the thing. And it furthers the story as opposed yeah, to, yeah, yeah. okay, here's the dance number. Right. And then we come back to the acting right. and the singing. Yeah. Right. It literally just all is one. And it, that's what was so brilliant about him. And when you go back and look at his work, like nothing felt like it was out of place. Everything was just like, that's exactly what it should be. Yeah. Um, and I guess my relationship now with the Fosse work is that I realize that I can, I can embody his soul and his being and his essence as long as I'm true to myself mm -hmm. and the that, movement and that my intention is clear. That's, 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 that's the key and, though. And so I think that that, I don't know. I mean, I have such a healthy relationship with dance now, especially as a grown up, as a father, as you know, I finally figured out who I am and you know, I worked with um, Dennis O'Hare on Sweet Charity with um, Wayne Salento and um, Walter Robbie. And I remember um, w Dennis said something to me that that I take with me in my life, in my career, dancing, acting, everything. He's like, you know, the people that you really want to admire and look up to, those people actually just people that really understand who they are mm -hmm. and what yeah. they bring to the table. Yeah. And one thing I do have to say is that there's something that your generation, Wayne, Valerie, Dana, that, that I don't know, when I go back and look at footage of you guys, it's just mind blowing. Mm -hmm. There is something that dancers these days, now granted, dancers these days may have more technique, more, more, more things that are available to them just because of the, as generations go on, but there is one thing missing. And the missing thing is that you guys dance with your soul, mm -hmm. your entire you body. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's something so that, that, that for me, honestly, like I feel so much pressure in this show because just thinking about the people that were before me, you know, the, the giants that were before me. I mean, dancers back in your generation are like royalty and yeah. icons and we don't really have that in this generation yet. But I do believe that I'm hoping that our show We'll get, we'll get it back because so you guys are incredible. Right I haven't seen you dance. Yeah. I know it probably probably feels. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. I'm just saying, actually, Corey's a god. Yeah. Wait, wait, y'all ain't seen nothing yet. Y'all yes, ain't yes, seen yes. nothing before. Woo! Yeah, they're yeah. your giants. These, you, you, you're there, baby. Oh, you're there. You. Beautifully yeah. said. Beautifully yes, said. thank yeah, you. No. And well, I think, I think, I'm sorry. Hello, podcast. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Just sort of riffing off of that. I mean, when I was introduced to the Verton Fosse um, legacy, it changed my life. Um, it literally changed my life because up until that point, um, I was a bunhead. I was like, I'm going to be ballerina. I'm doing Horton. I'm doing like, you know, like very... Um, just pulled up and I was always wearing a black leotard and pink tights to class. And like, that's just like what I did. And I remember like when I was making the transition into musical theater and I would go into these auditions and like, you know, I just, I had my hair in a bun and I just was like, why can't I just like be a good dancer and like auditioning for hairspray with your hair in a bun? Like it's hilarious. Um, but like, I just felt like I was just trying so hard to fit into these boxes that I thought were yeah. um, in this musical theater world. And when I stepped into that class for the first time, I felt like I finally mm. figured it out. Like I, when I saw 
them doing this movement and I started to put it on myself, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the thing that has been missing. And yeah. it has, it was the key to unlocking myself. Yeah. Um, and it still is. And even in, in, you know, I'm like dipping my baby toe into choreography and in the work that I create, it is so heavily inspired by Bob's work because the subtlety and the stillness is where I thrive. Um, and I didn't know that about myself until I was introduced into his work. Um, um, and then especially in this moment now for me being a mom and um, doing Sweet Gwen Sweet, which is um, a, a series of works that Gwen and Bob did together that uh, we premiered at New York City Center. And that was my first job coming out of the shutdown, my first job after having a baby. And to be able to do Cool Hand Luke, which was the solo that Bob made for Gwen right after she had had Nicole, mm. which was such mm. a beautiful moment for me to be able to reconnect to her in that way and reconnect to him in that way of being able to do this movement as a mom now. And approaching his movement as a mom is also something that that's really thrilling and incredible. So I just, his work changed my life and I, I, the, the legacy specifically changed my life because I just working with those dancers, like coming in and working with Ashley and, and seeing dancers who had done this work before, but we were all literally like the way we'd come out of those like four hour workshops and we'd be like broke down and sweating, but we were so happy to be there because it was just so thrilling to get to break down his material like that and to talk about intention mm. and to be an actor because we are actors. And I think in the theater, world sometimes unfortunately the ensemble specifically is not given the agency mm -hmm. as actors and we are actors we are the ones who create the world mm -hmm. and so to be able to do a show like dancing where it really encourages us to tap into that fully because dancers are actors it's really beautiful and to know that we can carry a whole show being that um is just the most thrilling thing ever it really is yeah, yeah it's all great um, does anyone know what time it is? I just want to, I know, I we know it's 4.38. Oh, it's 4.38. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Um, oh goodness. And do we have to? She's like, end, oh, end this sucker. <laughs> oh gosh, I was hoping to get to some questions and I have more questions Can I say one really own. quick thing? Cause of this is really important, especially yes. the time that, the times that we are living in. I just want to say this. Bob was colorblind, meaning. Yes. Yes. Didn't care if you were black, white, green, or purple. If you okay. can, if you could twirl and yeah. and, and his do your thing, do your thing the way he yeah. you wanted. That's the way. It, that's the way it was. Our first uh, first national tour of dancing was the first show that. Um, I, and hopefully, I'm correct about this. I know I am. It was the first show that was considered a white show because originally it was only a black female and a black male. And that's the way it was back then. You would have one black guy and one yeah, black girl. Exactly. That was it. Exactly. Our company was the first time to have five black principals. That's mm -hmm. And that, five. And that was five of us. Right? So huh? that was like right from New York and he changed it right up. Yeah. Right there. And so that that uh, that's one thing. Another reason why I love Bob. Bob. Yeah. It was more about the talent and it was and he went totally against the grain. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I just wish more people would think that way. No, How about I, that? I got that, yeah. too. Yeah. It, also in Sweet Charity, the same thing, the revival that we did in 86, and Bob was putting it together. Debbie Allen was playing Charity. Yep. And, it, I mean, the Spender Bar, I, I just, and the gentleman, I mean, it was, again, it was whoever, I mean, it was sizes, all sizes.
um, of yeah. the men. I mean, Quinn Baird, and then there was, yeah. you know, Jeff Shade. Um, but, yes. but, but again, it was like no other show that I had ever done at that time, and and, and then after, where it, it was just whoever was the most talented or the or the right character. Right. You know, the, or the right, you know, combination of things didn't matter. I guess we have so many issues to deal with and the social yes. commenting that he did in dancing that everyone thinks there was no message. There was a message in everything that yes. he did. Yes. There was a, there was always sarcasm message, sad. simple, just a little bit of twisted to the side. So oh, you no. have to go, really? What was that? And yeah. so you go on with the next number and stuff. So. Casting the show right was one hell of a job. Yep. I have um, every ethnic combination, every interesting, beautiful person you could possibly think of, uh, man, woman, them. everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't. I don't even know the terminology because I'm an old man. But you know, I'm afraid I'm going to get arrested. So. <laughs> but you know what I mean. And but it actually, I actually think it just lifted the whole situation up to a whole nother level. Yeah. yeah. So you following what Bob did. Yeah. 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 You said that. Yeah. You were saying that. You're following what Bob did. Bob did, Bob did, Bob did yeah. the yeah. same. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Bob did the same thing. Yeah. It wasn't about you had to be this, you had to be that. Is it could you do the job? Are you fierce? Right. Yes. I'll You're pick brilliant. you. I want you, you brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And also simple. can I work with you? And, oh, right. Yeah. That was him, really yeah. important to him. I remember wow. him talking about, you know, uh, auditions and he could have the most incredibly technical, you know, crafted dancer come and and could do his work and just was like like cream of the crop would have hired this person except what the person didn't have was I guess a kind of humility yes to yeah. uh you know they kind of came in and knew it already yeah. they knew yeah. you know they kind of like yeah. You know, it's all insecurities, it all I'm set. sure. Yeah, but we're ready, we're ready to right. ride. Right. But yeah. he, he just said, I would love to hire that person, but I cannot work with them. Yeah. yeah. This, and I have to hire people I can work with. Yeah, yeah. this, this all important. rings very true based on what I heard as well. And, and there are so many facets to him that I think we have to do another Fosse panel yeah. and schedule yeah. <laughs> at least three, three hours. hours of time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Absolutely. we can have a break, yeah. like yeah. an intermission yeah. in between. But um, I'm, I know. Yeah. I'm very excited. To, to see Danson now. I'm I'm sorry we did not get to any questions, but I'm certainly not sorry that we uh, had all the insights we did on stage. So thank you so so much thank for joining. Us. Thank you for having us, and thank you for thank you. There's no stopping us from talking. I know. <laughs> I, 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 could, I could stay here. you enjoyed our special live podcast for all things broadway and to find tickets to your next show you can visit broadwaydirect.com if you liked our show please follow us on apple podcasts or wherever you listen and don't forget to share and rate stage door sessions so that fellow theater fans can find us as well this podcast is produced by Broadway Direct and the Niederlander Organization with Iris Chan, Aaron Provosnik Wagner and Paul Art Smith and hosted and produced by me, Elisa Gardner. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again on Broadway.